Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Cinema Soundtrack Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Gretsch, and today we are taking a deep dive into John Williams' masterful score of Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi from from 2017. This is a very controversial film. I, I know very well. I know very well. Just to get my personal opinions out of the way, I enjoy the film. There are definitely parts I really don't like. There are also parts I love. So I just want to get that out of the way. So, you know, full spoiler alert for the movie. Um, I just want to start talking about this great score. So this is a chorus known as every Star Wars film starts out. This is the main title. And Escape. This is a movie that starts out a lot like uh, Revenge of the Sith and how much, you know, action there is. And Ryan Johnson is a huge fan of the prequels. So it, it makes sense that he would do a more prequely sounding op- opener for uh, The Last Jedi. Or more prequel-like open. Now, what's also interesting about The Last Jedi is that on the uh, DVD release, there you can you get the um, you can play a score only version. And what's great about the uh, what's, great, what's great about Star Wars music and Star Wars films is that you can listen to the music and watch the visuals and not get any dialogue or anything, and you can still understand it because of how great the music is. You know what the good parts are, you know what the bad parts are. So I, I think that's really uh, special for a thing, for just for like any score. If you if the music is identifiable as you know the the title itself. First little bit of the uh, first of the uh, Kylo Ren score. Happy beeps, your buddy. Happy beeps. There are a lot of um, this movie has, has has a lot of brand new scores. Like you only hear the Imperial March one time for the whole film.
again our first statement of the of the march of the resistance. For those of you listening on the Cinema Soundtrack podcast feed in real time as we you know release these episodes, um, you know I, I I do have these marches coming out every Saturday. We're doing them a lot quicker, you know, just for lost time and stuff. Uh, once we are caught up, which should be by solo, should be by solo. Uh, we'll be doing we'll go we'll go back to doing episodes weekly every Saturday. Now, this is a movie, what I just learned here as, um, scoring took place very er er early for The Last Jedi. Um, John Williams stated that, um, he would begin scoring off and on in December 2016 until March or April of 2017. That's ridiculously er early, considering the film wasn't released until December of 2017. Like... Usually that's like the last thing you do. Like for Mo for Force Awakens, for Rogue One, for Rise of Skywalker, all of which came out in December. Scoring didn't take place until October. That's usually the last thing that happens. The movie was completely done by like June of twenty seventeen.
Uh, you know, Finn's first question is, where's Ray? And of course, that's our qu question as the audience after wondering where she, after wondering where Ray was for two years. I did not notice during one. There, there was one scene. I was, I was, I just rewatched re the movie a few days ago. I did notice there was one statement of the Emperor's theme. So I'm gonna try to find this in a minute. So if you guys could just give me a second. Let me just try and. Uh, I'm gonna save this for later. Actually, I'm just gonna get this. I'm just gonna try try to pull up uh, the Last Jedi here on Disney Plus, and I'll play this scene la later, where you hear the Emperor's theme. Skywalker's close himself off from the force the force theme still plays it's almost like you know we want like the force wants him back statement of race theme in here. for the film, this uh, Resistance is Reborn, which I was, like, immediately hum humming as I walked out of the theater the first time.
is this is the track revisiting Snoop. And, you know, as I said on last week's podcast, it does sound very, very similar to the uh, uh, Palpatine's teachings track from Revenge of the Sith, leading many people to believe that this is uh, Darth Plagueis we are talking about. Again, a little bit of Kylo Ren. the only piece of the Imperial March throughout the whole film. No, and uh, the whole thing about how there's only one statement of the Imperial March, I think that really shows, like, you know, Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams, they are two very, very different filmmakers. Uh, with, you know, J.J. Abrams believing in, you know, embracing your past, R- Ryan Johnson believes in literally, like, la- letting it die. And I think that's what makes, you know, the, the two, the, all three films so different. This is the supremacy, this is Snoke's ship.
the yeah, permission to, you know, jump, to jump in a cockpit and blow something up. statement of Kylo Ren's theme. And Kylo Ren is making his choice. This is one of the first struggles we see between Kylo Ren and Ben Solo. And he ultimately makes the, the decision to not kill his mother. And then another TIE fighter does it already. Killing Admiral Akbar. And this is a scene here that I really do not like. This is one of the only scenes in the film I really hate. When Leia flies back to the Radis. she continues her fight. The fight builds and Leia builds. The music builds and yeah. You guys get what I'm saying. Introduction of Rose's theme right here. This da 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 da. Again, you know, kind of more like in in innocence right here, as I was talking about with um. What was I talking about? kind of innocence type thing. Oh yeah, more uh, BB-8, I think I was talking about that. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Oh, George Lucas. 
Let, let, lighter tone right here of March of the Resistance. statement of Leia's theme. Here's old friends. This is a really touching moment when Luke Skywalker and R2D2 have the reunion. you know as R2 plays the message from Leia Organa back from A New Hope we all remember this help, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi you're my only hope and get a statement of Princess Leia's theme that was a cheap move Thing. And I think also in next week's episode, Rise of Skywalker, I know you're touching on uh, the galaxy's edge 
theme from the theme park. lighter statement of uh resist of rebellion is reborn sounds very sim sim similar to music we saw or heard in Attack of the Clones. Rebellion is Reborn. This is the main uh, theme from the film. I kind of feel like you know, this is in a major key because you know Mar March of Resistance was in a minor key you know it kind of seems like at the end of Last Jedi you know there's a new rebellion it's it, there's the resistance has ended and a new rebellion has begun against the First Order but then in the Rise of Skywalker it's kind of like the it's 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 kind of like the they're still called the resistance it's not called the rebellion mm -hmm. 
This is just a much more upbeat uh, tone. Then at the end it gets much darker, as the as the new rebellion is now on the run again. But they will prevail. Not really prevail, but you know they'll they will endure. This is lesson one. And there's lesson two, but for lesson three, you have to go to to leave the scenes. But funny enough, these deleted scenes are not on Disney Plus. These deleted scenes, you have to buy. You have to either find them on YouTube or find them on the Blu-ray, or if you buy it on uh, digital, which I did. I think it's interesting that Ray just immediately goes straight to the dark. Even though, I mean, she is a Palpatine. And, you know, of course, at the time, that was not what this was supposed to mean, but in retrospective, that's what it does mean. Ray! Mm -hmm. 
Kanto Bite. This is, I would think, the closest that John Williams has gotten to um, you know, the cantina music. And he just had so much fun with this track. This is just a really fun track right here. I've, 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 I've always liked the Canto Bite. If not the scene, just the music. And this contains a reference to Terry Gilliam's 1985 film, Brazil. Here's the track, uh, Who Are You? When Ray is in the uh, magic tree for the first time.
much dar darker because we don't know who Ray is. Ray doesn't know who she is. It's very interesting how the music will reflect that. And I think that's one of the great things about John Williams. Guys, if I'm being honest, I have not watched the score-only version of The Last Jedi. I, and I don't know if that makes me a bad fan. Actually, there's no such thing as a bad fan. Anyone who likes Star Wars is a Star Wars fan. This is a really fun track, The Father Years. Just everything on Cancel Bite seems like John was having just so much fun with it. Just ca calling ev everybody baby as he was writing it. Just thing he does, it's funny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
this next this next track right here is the cave. Going back to what I was saying earlier about being a bad fan. Nobody who likes Star Wars can be a bad fan. I think the only thing that would even remotely resemble being a bad fan is trashing people on the internet for either liking or disliking you know, The Last Jedi. You know, as a person who likes The Last Jedi, uh, you know, there have been times when, you know, like, I, I, I've heard stories that it's happened to me once where I was called a bad fan for liking a Star Wars movie. How, how can you be called not a good Star Wars fan for liking Star Wars? I, I, I just don't know how that's possible. don't know how it's possible for someone to just be, like, so ar arrogant for just not letting people like what they like. I feel, and I feel like, you know, we also have to just step back and just say that it's a movie. Okay. And this is a movie. It's not the end of the world. I think that there are just some people that just need to, like, grow up. And the reveal that Ray is a nobody is really, really great. No, you don't have to be somebody's child just to be a part of this story. But it kind of seems like now you have to be. Because it turned out that Ray, she was a Palpatine. I think it's also interesting that, you know, I think it would have been really cool if Rey was, like, if, you know, like, they kept the die out of the Force thing, but had Rey, but had Rey stay as a nobody, because then it would be so cool, because, you know, she's a nobody, and then, you know, she's, and then, you know, she's so connected to Kylo Ren, whose parents are, you know, Han Solo and Leia Organa. Organa Skywalker Solo. This is a track, the uh, Sacred Jedi Texts. of Yoda's theme. Truly great. I remember just being so surprised to see y Yoda in this movie that that was talking about, you know, just let, let, letting the past die. Mm -hmm. 
Hope you guys are ready for our big season finale episode in May. And the, the the score for Avengers Endgame is two hours long. So that's going to be our big season finale. So I know you guys got six episodes left. What could happen? What could happen in those next six episodes? I can tell you exactly what's going to happen in those next six episodes. You know, we're going to finish up Star Wars with The Rise of Skywalker, Rogue One, and Solo in, in that order. We're going to set some things up that may or may not pay off in a possible Season 3 with Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. And we're going to do what we talked about doing from, you know, Episode 2 of this podcast. We're going to finally do Endgame. Give Avengers Endgame what it deserves, its own score. Give it its own episode. You get a much lighter tone here of Yoda's theme. get the last Jedi pulled up right here so, so I can play that scene uh, if you guys could just give me a second I'm on my Disney Plus app right now alright here we go last Jedi we're skipping to Here you go. It was I who breached your minds. I stopped the bait. You're gonna hear it right over here. You're gonna hear the Emperor's theme. Since you know, we now know that the Emperor created Snoke. Listen right here. So yeah, that's what we get from uh, the Emperor. That's Palpatine's, you know, you can now argue. No, no, they did set that up. They set up Palpatine's theme back in The Last Jedi. Um, I think that's just to show that, you know, Snoke was menacing at the time. Of course, now, of course, that, that can be retconned into being a hint um, at the time. No, it wasn't. It wasn't anything.
course just the moment. When Kylo Ren kills Snoke. And he and Rey are on the same team. But only for a little bit, only for like five, five minutes. While they're kicking some ass with the Praetorian Guards. one of the best scenes of the movie when after you know the royal guards don't do anything in Revenge of the Sith or Return of the Jedi I think it's good that you know like we find and Captain Phasma doesn't do anything I think it's good that we finally see some of these Praetorian guards who you know like actually do stuff and they're actually hard to kill I kind of wish the Knights of Run like, could have been that cool in the Rise of Skywalker. They just died like a bunch of punks. Here's Chrome Dome. There's also a pretty cool lead scene. If if you guys if you guys do, do go on YouTube, just like watch all the lead scenes for this movie. Uh, there's one scene here that's really really great with Captain Phasma and Finn. It's an extension of the battle that they already have, and this makes the character just so much cooler.
This is the Battle of Crate. It's a very intense track right here. Very intense piece by uh, John Williams. I think that uh, everybody, you know, John Williams is Star Wars. You know, he's, he's, he is Star Wars. And, um, you know, I know so much to him as the you know, founder of Star Wars. I mean, George Lucas, by the way, if you guys don't know that. And, um, It's just so great to, you know, see that he finally finished up the saga. The saga, I should say. And, uh, it's really great. I love it a lot. The music, even though the movies are trash. <laughs> the movies are awful, but the uh, scores are great. Alright, thanks, George. Yeah, no problem. Bye, guys. So it's George Lucas, guys. Uh... George Lucas really doesn't like any of the new films. He doesn't like the five new films. He, he just likes his sex. He, he, he likes his saga. His saga. It's going to be a saga. There's another Tomb of the Lamb Falcon here. I think that Disney really was just... Ray could have been... Ray was set, set up for so much greatness. And then Disney... They were scared of making a female her hero fail. You know, part of what made Empire Strikes Back so great is, you know, to see your heroes at their low, at their lowest point. And that's what this mo movie does for everybody except Ray. It's it's just they Don't get me wrong, Disney like Daisy Ridley is a great actress. She did a great job with Ray. Uh, I I just think that there should have been a there should have been a plan in place for this trilogy. They should have had more than one character be consistent. I'm talking about 
Kylo Ren, who's the only consistent character throughout all three films. And they should have had a better female hero. I'm totally fine with the female hero. Jyn Erso is great. I, I just think that you can't have your heroes always succeed. It takes out all the stakes. Right here, I honestly thought that Finn was going to die. I honestly thought that Finn was going to die in this scene. When he is about to go head-to-head -head with a Death Star cannon. the spark and there are a lot of similarities to the Revenge of the Sith score. Uh which one is this? what score is that? That's I gotta find I gotta remember what track it was. It was Anakin's Dark Deeds, if you guys remember that from a from like two weeks ago. And we talked about that one. It was about you know like he was like um da dun it wasn't that, but it was, as if you guys remember what I said, you know, that there was a piece in there that repeated itself 11 times. No, and, and, and Anakin and Ben, Ben, all he wants to do is be Anakin. And that's, you know, representing how he looks, how he dresses, what he does. Uh, even in his, um, theme. Bit of Han Solo and the princess in here. Mm 
So this would have been the uh, March 21st episode. Yeah. March 28th would have been so then two episodes by Saturday. All caught up. It's great. It's great. So those of you listening on the Cinema Soundtrack feed, uh, make sure you go and... Well, those of you listening on the Mandalorian podcast feed, make sure you head over to the Cinema Soundtrack podcast feed to uh, check out all the great content on there. Retrospect, I am glad that I didn't start the Star Wars movies, especially the Skywalker Saga, before The Rise of Skywalker was released. This part here is where it repeats itself. Le- leading up to Kylo Ren's. No! Because I, I, I do want to, like, look at everything and how it also involves the. Rise of Skywalker uh, score and how William was influenced by everything that came before it. The Last Jedi. This is the first Skywalker saga film. Is no, no, it's not. The second to have the title of the movie as a track in as a track in the uh, score. Because it was in Return of the Jedi. And then... Third Star Wars movie. Second is Skywalker Saga. Because Rogue One also had one of those. Which we'll be talking about in two weeks. It's also, you know, and then there's also a track in episode 9 that's titled The Rise of Skywalker. Just lifting rocks, guys. Just easy. It's lifting rocks. Can't be too hard. You know, a week ago, you're just a desert scavenger and now you can you can do more than Skywalker because it was able to do in three years no, no, no biggie
No, this is the no. This is the big no. Peace and purpose. This is the death of Luke Skywalker. Uh, when he's just one last time staring out at the double suns. I don't know, I just like to make BB-8 noises sometimes. There's something weird, weird like that, guys. Mm. One final note of Ray's theme. Tonica, we get uh, kind of a, what should what should be a credit scene, but it isn't. With Broom Boy, whose real name 
Room Boy's real, no, re real name, if this ever loads, which I don't think it will. It's not gonna load, okay. Something weird, something weird. I'll talk about it on the next episode, I promise. I just, it's not loading, I don't know why. And we all get that sense of hope. We all get that sense of hope. And we have to feel like we've all stood there at some point in our lives. Pro probably in early childhood pretending, pretending to be a Jedi. Lo looking towards the future. The horizon. Roll credits. Uh, no, this was the Cinema Soundtrack Podcast, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode on The Last Jedi. I know I certainly did. Uh, it was really fun to research this episode. I cannot wait to go and research our Rise of Skywalker episode just right after recording this, actually. Uh, I just want to thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, we are the Cinema Soundtrack Podcast. Send us an, an email so you can send it to cinemasoundtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, and we always read those here on air. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Kid Commentaries Network for news and updates about all the podcasts we have, not just the Cinema Soundtrack Podcast. Also, make sure that make sure to check out our website, Cinema Sound or Kid Commentaries Network.com. It's Kid Commentaries Network.com. And we update that regularly to always include new episodes from all the podcasts we have. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. Uh, stay safe out there. Wa wash your hands. Stay inside. Thank you so, so much for listening to this podcast, guys. Uh, I'm Drew Gretsch. Have just a, have, and have a great day, everyone.